Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Trackside with Randy and Terry. I'm Terry Turner. I'm glad to have with us the, the, the man who you who doesn't know where he is from the time he wakes up till he goes to sleep seven days a week, Mr. Randy Dye. How you doing, Randy? Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, it's probably uh, it's, it's it's hard to listen to he, to have you say that, but it's it's a fairly accurate description. So, but I'm glad to be with you. Yes, thank you. Well, you know, fans, we we never lie on this show, so we just go on on to the point. We got lots of exciting news to to cover as far as your schedule and so on and so forth. First of all, though, Randy, you know, we've been doing the program together almost fifteen years, and we get a chance a lot of times to talk about champions and uh, we've interviewed lots of champions and sometimes we, we have to talk about losing a champion. And uh, as of last Sunday, we definitely lost a champion uh, with Sherry Pollux. Everybody knows Sherry. Uh, she spent 20 years with, with Martin Truex and did lots of unbelievable things uh, alone and of course, with Martin, with with uh, supporting his uh, programs and so on and so forth. But Sherry um, lost a nine year battle with with cancer on Sunday. Uh, interesting, a year ago at at Bristol, she did the driver starts your engines and uh, lost her on Sunday morning. So uh, we definitely lost a champion there, Randy, for sure. No doubt. Um, I think. Uh... You, you know, her example um, of uh, the way she lived her life, I think, if I'm correct, I believe she was 44 years old. Um, right. The, um, you know, she turned an adversity, I mean, goodness gracious, a personal adversity, uh, one that she didn't uh, create or cause, into... Um, a platform to do good and she continued to do good you know her the entire time uh battled her illness uh wasn't afraid to um make it public use the public platform to try to create awareness and others um and I mean, it's it's obvious. I look. I, I don't want anybody who's listening to us think that I had a had a, a personal relationship with, um, you know, with Sherry or Martin Truex for that matter. Um, but you don't really have to to appreciate what she did um, and the way she did it. Uh, uh, so um, I just uh, I think it's a. It's, it's a terrible shame, albeit, though, she gave us all an example of what unselfish living is all about. And, um, and you know, we can speculate on why they decided to not be in an in intimate relationship um, uh, in January. But I think we can all kind of figure that one out. I think, um, I think Sherry knew and she, um, I'm sure, decided that in, it was going to be in Martin's best interest. And by all accounts, by the way, while they were no longer, quote-unquote, uh, a couple, they still worked together. Right. So I think you can figure that one out, right? I think they, 
they're not. No, neither one of us. Neither one of them had said it, but they came to an understanding. And um, I'm not so sure that's not maybe the most unselfish thing she, she'd ever done. So um, it's. Uh, I. Too, I guess in a way it is sad for sure, no doubt. Um, but what she did along that route uh, was remarkable. And uh, I don't think anybody can doubt how much Martin Truex supported her, how much she supported Martin Truex. It's the way it ought to be. Um, And I think we should all be grateful that we got to know her um, in the way that she allowed us to get to know her. Well, and uh, Martin said it very well. She leaves a legacy and an example that will last beyond our lifetimes. So no doubt about it. They just... uh, you don't run across people like that very often. And she definitely made an imprint. Um, interestingly enough, in looking at all this, I'd, I'd forgotten that her father was a Xfinity championship team owner uh, as well. So she was du- deeply rooted in NASCAR and a huge supporter of Martin Truex and his ups and downs and celebrated his championship and so on and so forth. So we will certainly miss Sherry Pollock's and uh, thoughts and prayers go out to uh, family and everybody that uh, is involved with Sherry. So, meanwhile, we move on and uh, looking at some of my headlines. You know, I get lots of stuff across my desk, Randy, but this was an interesting one right here that says uh, Rusty's idea of armadillo sandwiches at New Smyrna Speedway sales didn't go as expected. So, Rusty, do you have a comment on the sales of the armadillo sandwich in your past weekend at New Smyrna Speedway? Well, who would have thought it would have failed? Because, I mean, they're already marked on the back to slice it just like this. Fits perfect on a, on two pieces of bread. But I guess it just wasn't meant to be. Well, I, I looked at some of the some of the fan comments. Uh, it's a little hard, a little crusty, uh, you know, some of those things. So. I don't know. Yeah, we, Maybe didn't better... we didn't kill any of them ourselves. We just went out on the road and got them. You know, they were already gone. And so it's... we just figured we just kidding. Believe me, somebody will be calling in on us. <laughs> Rusty, uh, uh, Randy, would you like to comment on this before we move on to how the weekend went? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Good comment. <laughs> just. <laughs> Randy's being really smart. I, I would go along with that. Well, meanwhile, you got the weekend in, and uh, how did it all go, Rusty? It was a fun show. Um, we had we brought in new tech for this one. But uh, see, here's here's the issue that you have with this kind of car. People can do all kinds of weird stuff with them and put one thing off of another car off another car. These are bone stock cars. The reason they're bone stock cars is to make it where anybody can do it. It's not supposed to be a race car. It's supposed to be where you've got an old Intrepid. Hey, you like that, Randy? You like how I brought the Dodge thing in there? you got an old, intre- <laughs> an old Intrepid out back. And it's a six-cylinder, and you wanted to have some fun with it before you sent it to the junkyard. Well, you put, a, you put a, a little bit of a cage in it, and you come out here and you have a good time. That's what it's supposed to be. Well, some of the guys got a little carried away, and, and the rules say, you know, you have to use the same size tires all the way around. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do something else. Our tech crew did an incredible job. 
We had to go all the way back to 12th place to get the top three out of the Enduro. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. And it was, but here's the thing. There's no sense in having rules if you're not going to go by the rules. And they went by the rules. Um, and it was, a, in my opinion, that's the way tech should be all the time anyway. And I'm not saying that it's not, but I'm not saying that it is. And that's a Wait whole a other Rusty, topic for a whole long day show. Are you are you trying to tell us that the the guys that ran in the Armadillo Enduro race maybe sh- tried to stretch the rules? Is that what you're saying? Oh, they definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Wow. Well, oh, de- well. Was- keep in mind, it was for twenty five hundred dollars to win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll that'll. That'll cause some uh, stretching of the rules. There's no doubt about it. Well, you had a good crowd and a good weekend, and new tech worked out, and you had a good time. Sounds like. Yeah, every everything was good. But this weekend, if you're a race fan, New Smyrna got it going on. We got 75 laps of modifieds. It's the modified series in town this weekend. 75 laps for them. That's usually the big show. I'm going to say that we have two big shows this weekend. We also have the sportsman here for a 50-lapper. So this is going to be a really good weekend to come out here and see what's going on. In addition to that, we got the Bomber Bees, which are like Crown Vicks, and uh, uh, we got a Malibu Classic. It's almost like a car show out there anymore because we've got a 77 Malibu Classic that runs around up there that was absolutely in beautiful shape before they turned it into a race car. Um, we got a full, a few full uh, big body like 77 Monte Carlos and whatnot, some newer Monte Carlos. Uh, and then we have the 602 Tour Mods, which is a uh, relatively new thing that we're doing here at New Smyrna Speedway, where you take one of the northern Tour Mods and you put a 602 motor in it and have some fun. It's supposed to be an economical higher-end class, if that makes any sense, which it doesn't, but that that's what it is. And that's all this Saturday night. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got some heavy hitters coming in the sportsman division. We've got some heavy hitters coming in the modified division. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and you need to be here. The heat races and qualifying will be at 6 o'clock. The racing starts at 7.30. If you get here before 6 o'clock, it's just $15 to get in. If you get here after, it'll be 20 Another change that we've made is kids 12 to 17 are now $5 instead of the full ticket price. Kids 11 and under have always been free at New Smyrna Speedway, so it's a great place to bring the family Saturday night and just see what's going on. Wow, fantastic. Well, wow, what a deal for all that uh, all that entertainment. Holy cow. <laughs> It, be it, it, it'll be it'll be you know sometimes we go into a race and we go well this one's going to be eh, so what uh this one i'm excited about um because the sportsman always put on a great show uh the modifieds put on a great show uh the bomber bees that thing is getting so intense it's not even funny so you're you're going to see some good action come saturday night you might see some tempers flare you never know Tempers flaring at New Smyrna Speedway? Come on, man. Well, we're getting close to the end of the point season, and things get a little bit uh, crazier at that point. 
<laughs> it's amazing. We're already coming to the uh, to near the end of the 2023 season in both oh, NASCAR yeah, and like, at your place. I, I was talking to Robert Hart the other day, and I said, Robert, we've only got like five races till the end of the season, and we go into the Governor's Cup. Um, because one weekend we're off because we had the Billy Lane Sons of Speed here uh, during uh, Biketoberfest, and there's just like five races left after this weekend. Wow. Things like Does that mean we're, we're, get, we're all getting older? Is that the, what this means? <laughs> There's pros and cons to that. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, Rusty, we'll tell everybody how to get on the website and get all the information and get out there and get squared away for the great weekend again at New Smyrna Speedway. You can always check us out at NewSmyrnaSpeedwayUSA.com. Of course, we're located right on the action corner of 44 and 415. Heat races start at 6. Features start at 730. You ready for the next part? Yes. I got off, I got off key, so I had to I had to revamp. Be there. Okay. Oh Rusty, before we let you go, you got a little mayonnaise there on your top lip there, so you might want to take care of that. Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a lot. Bye, Rusty. <laughs> Have a good one. Yeah. All right, Randy. I noticed how you kind of slid right through on our question there. That, uh, just dead silence. That was good. Well, I didn't. Uh, unfortunately, I had a little bit of a problem with the phone, so I missed the question altogether. What was the question? Oh, well, we were talking about the armadillo sandwiches and lack of sales, and so on and so forth. And I just was asking you for your comment, and it was just dead silence. So we, Rusty and I, both agreed that you were smart not to say anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry, I was trying to fix the fix the phone, and I got it working again, but. Uh, you know, I, you know, Rusty reminds me of that show. You know, America's Got Talent. Yes. Yeah, Rusty's not talented. <laughs> America's Got Talent, but not for everybody. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, actually I, I think it's it's Rusty's one of those guys that you know he is a heck of a promoter, and um, and I I, I I I kid him all the time, but they do a good job, and. Um, It'd be interesting to see those tour type modifieds out there with the 602 engine, and um, that actually piqued my interest. Um, I, you know, there's one. I think I've driven almost every race car there is to drive, and the one that I never got to drive, that I always wanted to drive, it was a tour type. You know, a northern tour type modified. That is just such a uh, golly, is that a, just a cool race car, and. Um, it, it piqued my interest, but as you know, we, I, we've got something else to talk about. I won't be here uh, on Saturday, so um, it's, uh, it is what it is. Well, you can't be everywhere, as they say, and, and speaking of talent, talent uh, in the Craftsman Truck Series last week at Bristol, uh, Daniel uh, hangs in there to finish his 21st. Rajan Carruth, sixth at Bristol in the 24 truck, Randy. That was a highlight right there. Yeah, it was uh it was really um uh it was good to see Roger. I mean he's he's uh he, he he had a he had a really good truck really from the time they unloaded. Um and uh, you know, they went there very well prepared and uh had a good race. Grant Infinger had a great race, he finished third. Um you know, we had um I would guess I would say probably yeah, mediocre speed. Um but um, just had, uh, you know, 
uh, Daniel says it, and I agree. You, you know, that first chance we had to make a a, a lane choice, and we had to, I think we gained like three rows by picking the outside, but we lost when the race went back green. I think we lost like 15, 14 or 15 positions. There was just no way to race around the top of that racetrack. It was impossible. Um, mm-hmm. The Arc Series raced the earlier in the night, and they never really got the PJ1 off the bottom. Um, and uh, and so once you, when you got hung on the outside, you got freight trained. And we were pretty good, and track position was so good, was so important. And we got to the end of the race, and once again, we get our adjustments made. Unfortunately, it takes a long time, but we got our adjustments made, and we were a live truck on, on the stopwatch at the end of the race, but we had already lost um, so much track position that we were we were a lap down, and it's um, it's tough. I think uh, you know I'm not a person who makes excuses. Um, it's it, it the, the the outcome is the outcome, but I do say I will say that it's been there's been a lot of distractions um, this year, uh, and 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 I understand them. I mean, GMS is is uh, transitioning out of the truck series, and um, unfortunately, I think they've been transitioning out for quite a long time. And you know, uh, we spent a year almost with three races to go uh, in the organization. Love the people um, uh, and understand what they're going to do next. Um, it, I do think it had a. Uh, I think we became a. Uh, an, an innocent victim. I nobody intended for it to be this way, um, but it is certainly is part of the outcome. So, um, you know, we, as I said, we made a we we made a decision back in July about where we're going to race next year. Uh, I think we'll finally make that announcement this week. We've been under contract since July um, uh, with a new organization and. Um, um, you know, that's, uh, so we're looking forward to it a lot. I, I will say we never would have, you know, if we had known that our current team was going to switch manufacturers, you know, as early in the season as we did, we probably would have done something else because it's had an impact. Uh, on oh, sure. Um, sure. Yep. Yep. Good or not about that. Well, meanwhile, you know, I'm thinking, and, and by the way, Corey Heim wins that race. Uh, another yep. another great Craftsman Truck Series race. They just seem to get better and better there, no doubt about that. Uh, but I was thinking, well, okay, you got uh, you got a weekend off coming up uh, next week. You <laughs> go to Talladega, but you don't have any time off. This is pretty exciting stuff. Tell us about this uh, Xfinity program you got going on here. Yeah, so this is uh, you know this kind of got we, we were contacted uh, about. Uh, the availability and they'd like uh, to have Daniel um, uh, run a few races, give them some feedback, which I'm, you know, I think, um, I think it's going to be the other way around. Uh, But um, so uh, Alpha Prime Racing contacted us um, to, uh, to come run uh, both this race, actually, there was an opportunity to run some others. One of them was Darlington, but we were uh, had a 
an appearance event already lined up and couldn't change. Uh, couldn't change that we had committed, and there was a, it was a big industry conference, so we just couldn't get uh, out of it, um, and and really didn't want to get out of it either. Uh, so we had to pass on Darlington, but in the process, we have um, we're making Daniel's making his Xfinity debut at Texas this weekend in the Alpha Prime, and the number will be 44, um, and uh, you'll see uh, the familiar. Uh, petty font uh, in the 44. Uh, we're, we feel very fortunate. We've been um, blessed to be able to use that font um, in, you know, as long as the numbers are consistent with the, the Petty family, and that basically ranges from 40 to 45. Um, so um, kind of works, and we're really super excited to be able to bring our truck series, one of our truck series, um, you know, main primary sponsors, Champion Container, with us for all three of the races. Uh, In addition, we'll have three um, local companies, um, which is a hallmark of what we've done. I think you know that as as well as anybody, uh, including your own Flagler Broadcasting and Kicks is one of the companies that's been with Daniel since the quarter midget days. Um, you know, this is kind of a local community effort, uh, and the three companies that are joining us alongside Champion Container for the debut in Texas are DME Academy, uh, B&L Construction, and uh, One Daytona. And we're really, really, really proud to have them on board. And, um, you know, no guarantee that we're in the race. There's 40 cars trying to get into 38 spots. They don't have enough owner's points to uh, for us to feel comfortable about being able to get in on owner's points, so we're going to have to go qualify our way in. Um, Such so a Chevrolet, it's consistent with our truck. Uh, we appreciate Chevrolet has made a little bit of time available to us uh, in the sim. Uh, Daniel actually drove um, uh, the setup and one of the, the, the Chevrolet-sponsored um, Xfinity cars, and he, he did well. He enjoyed it. Um, he was fast. But, you know, Sims are Sims, and race cars are different. So mm-hmm. um, we got to get there, and uh, we, gotta pre- we have a 20-minute practice. So here we go again. Um, the good news is we've been there before. Um, the bad news is um, not in an Xfinity car, and we're going to get the sum total of 20 minutes of practice and our qualifying position, uh, you know, to go out to qualify is ninth. So, you know, we'll probably know pretty quickly um, whether we're going to make the race or not. And um, we're, we will have um, no more. This won't be a... Um, an Ilmore engine, so it's not a one standard engine. This is this will be powered by Richard or ECR, Earnhardt Childress Racing uh, engines. We're we're thrilled about that. We're grateful that they were able to come on board and help us with some with some power. And um, but we have no experience in that car. We have you know, but we're still excited, and it's all part of the learning curve. You know, you, you don't show up 
and win. You know that. I'm, I remember every time I get frustrated, I go back to our years and my conversations about how long it took Chase Elliott to win, how long it took. I mean, it, the Carson Hosovar, who's who's now all of a sudden everybody on everybody's radar, uh, you know, couldn't win a race if 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 he was the only one in it for the longest time, right? Um, yeah. Sure. This year he's he's won three and he's a, he's certainly hotly contesting to win the championship. So it's a massive learning curve, and um, we're kind of chalking this this these three Xfinity races up uh, to a piece of that education. Well, you talk about opportunity. That's a, a big a big opportunity to, for learning curve all and all that. And, and as you just now said, three. Three uh, possible Xfinity races, all pending on qualifying, qualifying, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think we're going to even if we qualify for for Texas and have a great finish, I don't think it's going to markedly improve the owners' points enough where we're going to feel comfortable to go to Vegas and say, "Oh yeah, well we're we can, we're going to be in on owners' points." Uh, I think we're going to have to qualify for every one of these. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, uh, Daniel's a fighter and uh, and st- usually steps up to a challenge. So, hey, uh, I say he's going to qualify, no problem. I will tell you, I, I am um, I'm thoroughly impressed with uh, Tommy Joe Martins uh, from Alpha Prime. He has done. He's been he's been just a an incredible uh, professional. Uh, a tremendous gentleman, um, and uh, really gets uh, a rookie driver and a rookie driver's dad. <laughs> so, I mean, I cannot say enough about uh, what a quality guy Tommy Joe Martins has been with us and with me, and he's the kind of person you just like to talk to and you like to be around, and... Um, he has a he has a perspective that uh, I truly appreciate and um, look forward to uh, to helping him and working with him and just and being a part of what what's going on here. He he's uh, he's quite a guy. Very very it's 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 been a tremendous blessing to be able to uh, to communicate with him and understand how he thinks and what his goals are and. Uh, what he tries to accomplish, and uh, you know, you know, I'll tell you who who I kind of equate him to. Somebody you're going to know, Terry. You, you can comment about about this guy. You know Jerry Freeze. Yes. Mm-hmm. Reminds okay. me a lot of, wow. of the way Jerry Freeze goes. Jerry Freeze goes about life. Well, again, an op- a great opportunity, and. Uh, you have that kind of people around you. That's that's going to help with everything as well. What time will he qualify, Randy? Oh gosh, thank you for that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I can tell you here. Uh, if you want to talk about something else, but here we go. Weekend schedule uh, is going to be qualifying is at eleven oh five. I believe that's um, local. So I think it's twelve oh five Eastern. I believe that's right on Saturday. Gotcha. Okay, fantastic. We'll, we'll be uh, waiting to see what happens there. No doubt about that. So all the best going out to the forty four. That's going to be uh, unusual, but still got the uh, 
like you said, got the uh, the petty touch on the on the number. So going to be fun to watch that. You'll keep us posted on what happens. Before we go to break, Randy, we uh, we talked uh, last week at Bristol with uh, the Cup Series, and Denny Hamlin wins that one. Uh, it looked like the five was going to come up and get get that done, but uh, Hamlin gets the win and lots of booze, Randy. <laughs> so he's the new villain, I guess. Kyle's getting uh, Kyle Bush is getting cheers now. Denny's getting the booze, and I must admit he's not one of my favorite drivers. No doubt about that. Well, you know, I uh, I think listen, uh, if everybody was uh, was always the hero, it'd be I don't know, it might not be so exciting. Um, uh, Denny has, I mean, he he plays that role pretty well. <laughs> yes, he does. I mean, he does. It is what it is. So. Um, I, you know, again, you can't take away what a great driver he is, but uh, and he's probably a pretty great villain, too. <laughs> yep, yep, he can do it. Oh, good. Just, yeah. Well, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's got like 50 wins uh, so under his belt. So right. he is definitely. Yeah. So you, you can't take a lot away. You can boo him if you want. But oh. like you said, when the fans were booing him, oh, sorry, I beat your guys. I beat your favorite drivers. So. And another yeah. hero that I really like, uh, Justin Augar, wins the Xfinity race. And uh, fans on their feet a lot in that race because Dale Jr., Randy, led 47 laps uh, in that race. And then the, the shift tunnel on Dale's car catches on fire. You could you could see that Dale was getting pretty excited inside that car to get out of it. Uh, no doubt about that because, like he said, when you stop, the fire gets bigger. Matter of fact, we were looking at interviews after the race and uh, showing the bottom of his fire suit on the leg uh, burned through. It did not burn his skin, but the fire suit actually caught on fire. So NASCAR is going to be looking at that. But uh, pretty cool to see and to see the excitement level of Dale Jr. to get to be back in the car and lead 47 laps. Uh, fans sure enjoyed it, Randy. Yeah, uh, I mean. Uh... I, I was I was enjoying it. He enjoyed it. Everybody enjoyed it. I, the only way it could have been any better is if he'd have won. Uh, yeah. but it was exciting <laughs> to see, right? And um, uh, you know, I, I, it was it was fun. I mean, it, it's interesting that as infrequently as he actually races, that he was able to compete like that. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt about it. Well, and you know, these guys are are athletes and. Uh, as you know, from being an athlete and a driver, it never just goes away. Uh, Dale is certainly, you know, he, he even said, well, I definitely would like to uh, be in some more races. I don't know. I'm hoping his wife didn't hear that. But anyway, it was fun and fun to see that the fans big time still support uh, Dale Jr., Yeah, well, I, I don't think there's ever any doubt about the fan support for Dale Jr. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, my wife is one of his biggest fans. So to see her at her age group, uh, don't tell her I said that, that jumping up and down on the couch when Dale was leading laps was exciting to see. So with that, I think it's a good idea to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to come back and talk about uh, moving into the round of 12 and who's out and who's in and all that stuff. We are brought to you tonight by Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep and Ram, Daytona's Garage, Bush Beer, Daytona Beverages, and Daytona on Tap, Solar Fit, and Southeastern Sports. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rackside with Randy and Terry.
It's almost Bush o'clock. A time for relaxing and unwinding with a crisp, cold Bush beer. It's the most refreshing time of the day. Wait for it. Three, two, one. Bush. Crisp, cold, Bush. Enjoy it responsibly. Bush beer. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Aaron Lewis, the American Patriot, 2023 Acoustic Tour, Thursday, October 5th, live on stage at the Peabody Auditorium, Daytona Beach. Aaron Lewis, much-anticipated 2023 Acoustic Tour, a show for the Patriots. Thursday, October 5th at the Peabody Auditorium. Tickets on sale now at the Peabody Box Office or PeabodyAuditorium.com. Aaron Lewis, Thursday, October 5th, Peabody Auditorium, Daytona Beach. Produced by Elko Concerts. Hey, y'all, this is Chris from Southeastern Sports, 209 South State Street in Bunnell. Come and see the largest selection of in-stock firearms in Flagler County. 60-day, same-as-cash layaway. Got a huge used gun selection. Largest selection of ammunition. No matter what you need, we got you covered. Join the Rossmeyer family and Teddy Morris's Daytona Harley-Davidson Sunday, October 8th for the 29th annual Bruce Rossmeyer Ride for Children, benefiting Camp Boggy Creek, raising funds in support for children with serious illnesses and their families. Register today at rideforchildren.com for a police-escorted ride, catered lunch by Outback Steakhouse, and both live and silent auction. Let's ride for the kids at Camp Boggy Creek on Sunday, October 8th. Register at rideforchildren.com today. Sponsored by Hamlin and Associates. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy Friday to everybody. You're listening to Trackside with Randy and Terry. We are back. Randy, uh, you know, kind of, Kind of shocking. It always is to see uh, people not make the next round, but uh, a couple of names in there that um, are a surprise. Uh, both have been NASCAR champions. Uh, Joy Logano, Kevin Harvick out uh, as we move into the round of 12. Stenhouse and McDowell, McDowell. Stenhouse winning the Daytona 500 this year. Out uh, going into the round of 12 looks like who we got there and, and in their order of standings, William Byron, Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Chris Butcher, Kyle Busch, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Ross Chastain, Brad Kozlowski, Ryan Blaney, and Bubba Wallace uh, makes the cut to the round of 12. It's a little surprising. Logano gets taken out in a very unfortunate uh, accident right there, but I keep going back to a young lady that was on our show a couple, three weeks back. Uh, You never know when it comes to NASCAR racing, and that's another proof of it right here. Well, that's right. There's a lot of sports that when you get, you know, like right now we're getting down to playoff time, right, for for Major League Baseball, and we're getting close. And and you can draw up um, who your favorites are and who you think. I mean, pretty much – most of the divisions, you know who the, who the division champion is going to be, whether or not you know who the, who the American League or National League champion are going to be. But you can still do some expectations, some uh, predictabilities. That just all goes out the window in racing. You know, you can't – You just there's just no way to do that. And I, I'm going to say it this way. I, I remember, you know, all the time we used to do an event in New Smyrna, and I, I had all of my friends, many of them anyway, that would come from the Cup Series, and they would come down and they would drive our Pro Late models. So I guess that's the closest thing to what they were then. And um, 
and all of and the fans would come and this all this event was for uh we called it race for kids sake and um it was a charitable event for for uh kids kids charities anyway the 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 point of this is that we would have a meeting that some of the some of the great drivers in the sport okay guys you're driving other guys cars let's be be sure to understand that we're really putting on an exhibition okay this is not a points race there's no prize money there's no uh there's, you don't get special dinner for winning the race okay we're just going to have a good time and we want the fans to have a good time so let's have fun right and then they would take over that's the that was me i'm having the drivers meeting okay boys this is the way we're going to do this yep and then they'd sort of take turns okay this is how we're going to do the race you know you hey look when we get up ready to lead you just i'll just wave you around and then you know you can wave me back around and uh, you know, we got we got enough time here to do this. Okay. <laughs> and never could they do that. I mean, when the green flag dropped, all of that great planning and discussion went right out the window. And I held my breath for the entire race just knowing and a couple times we didn't get through it. You know, we had we had big wrecks. We had the big one at a charity race, for crying out loud. So, to choreograph the outcome of a race or predict the outcome of a race, absolutely impossible. Well, Rand, it reminds me of, of, of playing hockey on a gym floor in tennis shoes at church. And, you know, we're doing this for fun, but yet lots of checking and high-sticking. And, so, yeah. <laughs> in a church. Yeah. In a church. In a church gym. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me just tell you this. Hockey and church don't go together. <laughs> no, no, but hockey and racing kind of do. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. They do. Yep. Uh, no yep. doubt about that. Well, <laughs> interesting stuff, no doubt about that. And uh, I'm disappointed uh, the most in what you just in what you just said. I'm disappointed the most in the Kevin Harvick thing. Man, I, I was yes. hoping that he'd make it all the way to the four and, and then yes. come what may, right? But um, disappointed. Now it's tough. I think, though, some highlights of what you just said. Think about the RFK. Both guys that are that are competing are in the championship still. Exactly. You know exactly. that's that's huge. Those guys couldn't finish thirty fifth in a thirty in a in a in a thirty four car race a year ago. Right. Yep. I mean, they were just and now they're they're. Two two cars have made it to the to the next round. That's pretty special. Uh, what a big move for those guys! So no uh, very excited. Well, and and you know some 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 names of these young, some of these younger guys being in there uh, moving into the round of twelve. I mean, it's, I mean, let's just take Ross Chastain for example. Look at the year Chris Butcher has had. Uh, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick in there. Yeah, interesting stuff, and it, this is what makes it fun and a reason to continue to watch them every week is you just never know what you're going to get. No doubt about that. So, yeah, we've heard well, that yeah. line before. Yeah. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. It, racing's just like a box of chocolates. There's no doubt Amen. about that. 
<laughs> so, speaking of box of chocolates, Randy, okay, so the rumors, you know, it's part of it uh, big time. And as we get toward the end, they continue to get bigger and bigger. And you, sometimes you don't know what to expect and what's true and what's not. But uh, lots of stuff and lots of talk about the 2024 schedule. And it looks like uh, L.A. Coliseum race is uh, is going to happen on February 4th. So there's, you know, lots of questions earlier. Are they going to do it again uh, in 24? Yep, they're doing it again. And NASCAR Mexico will proceed the race uh, with the Cup guys. So that's going to be interesting. And then this is a big one. Note, you want to, you want to comment on that one? Well, I yeah, I mean, I think you think about where it is, Southern California, you know, not too far from from the Mexican the Mexico border. Um, you know, Mexico has a presence. It's NASCAR. Well, Mexico has a presence. NASCAR has a presence worldwide, and right. um, so I think that's pretty brilliant. Honestly, you keep these guys have figured out a way to um, keep that that L.A. Coliseum uh, event continue to make it relevant you know it's it this will be the third change in three years right yep, yep. so yep. i think it's uh it really wise good stuff um and uh i think it's i think it I, I would venture to say that a lot of nascar fans didn't even know that nascar had a had a uh nascar mexico well they certainly will after this year and Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is a presence there, and the, the Mexico fan, NASCAR fans are rabid fans. There's no doubt about that. So it's going to be interesting, and again, a lot more exposure to the different folks and such in the in the race and to NASCAR. It's going to be fun to watch. So that that's coming up on the fourth. Randy, this is a big one. You guys just left uh, Bristol. Uh, you know, lots of talk about the dirt and how it went and all that. Well, no dirt at Bristol. Uh, in 24, there will be two regular uh, races in, in 2024 at Bristol, but the dirt is gone. Yeah, I think I think that's one of those things that it, 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 it definitely, uh, at least there, um, I think it came, it, it did its thing, it was cool, it showed the ability of NASCAR to be flexible. Um, I don't know that it showed the best that NASCAR has to offer because they didn't they didn't account, they didn't really adjust the cars enough in my opinion for the track surface the dirt's completely different and taking an asphalt car and trying to make it a dirt car is very very hard to do um, and especially when you're trying to maximize its performance on asphalt now you're trying to figure out how to make it do the same thing on dirt I, I think uh, this is good now I will tell you that while that's the announcement from Bristol, there's still no schedule announcement from NASCAR yet. So we don't know whether that means that the entire NASCAR Touring Series truck Xfinity, Craftsman Truck Xfinity and Cup will be there in April. Uh, will it be a mere spring fall event like it kind of used to be? Uh, we don't know. So we don't, we don't know who besides the Cup Series is going to be there um, in the spring event. Uh, I right. haven't heard. And we're waiting for the schedules. Right, and NASCAR's kind of keeping a tight lock as best they can on, on announcements for that. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's lots of rumors. I got one I could bet on. Go ahead. Yeah, we're not, I, I guarantee you we're not racing in Cal, at, at uh, Auto Club Speedway next year. 
Well, you can count, you can take that, as I say, to the bank. No doubt about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about that. We yeah, will okay. be racing on June the 30th, though, in Chicago. Uh, the street race will return to Chicago. Um, not a big surprise right there. June 30th, hopefully they're going to have a little better weather. And uh, there's another one, just like we proved at Chicago this year. You never know who might win that race. I mean, there's no way to say that that was anything but a success. Um, you know, I know that it was a success for TV. It was a success for the fans that attended. It was the uh, city of Chicago, and all the officials were thrilled. NASCAR was thrilled. Uh, the stakeholders were thrilled. I mean, yeah, if they didn't go back to Chicago, that might have been the biggest surprise of all. Yep. Yep, well, that is going to happen uh, on June the 30th, and that'll be here before you know it. Uh, something that the fans don't seem to appreciate, and I, I can't believe this was going to be year number five. Randy, golly, time goes by fast. Five years since we've raced the final race of the season at Homestead. Uh, uh, NASCAR will return for the final race to Phoenix in 2024. Lots of grumbling for the fans. You know, we don't like the final race being at a short track. Et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we will be in 2024 back to Phoenix. There's a lot to that. Um, part of it has to do with how it competes on the weekend. The time zone change gives them more flexibility back to the East Coast so you can right. accommodate both. And, and I, for one, if you've never been to Phoenix, to that speedway, I don't think I don't think there are any tickets available for this year. I think they're sold out for the Cup Series race. But if you've never been there, especially since they've redone the configuration of the track and the facility, it's one of the it's one of the greatest places to go to. I love going there for a race. It's the, the racing's competitive. The view is spectacular. Uh, the weather is usually pretty sporty, um, and who doesn't like Scottsdale, Arizona? Um, exactly. And that's, that's generally where it is. Yep. Well, and that's a good, uh, probably a good business decision for NASCAR. As we run out of time, a uh, little closing news: Eric Almarola will return to Stuart Haas Racing in 2024, and Zane Smith we talked a little bit about this last week. Finds a cup contract for 2024 with Trackhouse Racing. So pretty cool stuff there. Good to see that happen to Dane Smith. We go to Texas uh, this weekend. Xfinity race is Saturday at 1 p.m. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. That's on USA Network. And the cup race 3.30 on Sunday, again on uh, USA. No trucks uh, as far as the NASCAR goes uh, until next week at Talladega. And that will happen at 1 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Ladies and gentlemen, get out and see some racing. Get out and do some running speedway. Uh, Randy, you'll let us know how qualifying goes with uh, with Daniel and hope to see the 44 on TV in the Xfinity Series. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you right here next week on Trackside with Randy and Terry. Keep the racetrack, everybody.